All right. Here we go. <laughs> hey, 925, season two. We're back. Little rocky start to the year. Are we already recording? Yeah, we're here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> and um, we're very excited. We got our very, very first guest on the 925 podcast, <laughs> Bay Area legend, super producer, manager, creative director, TM, you name it, fitness instructor, <laughs> Cal fam, stand up. We got Kyle in the building. Let's go. Woo! You're a fan, aren't you? <laughs> wow. What what an honor. You know, longtime listener here. Yeah. <laughs> Super excited to be on the show. Thank you guys for having me. Now, now from what I've heard, you haven't missed an episode. No, no, no. I'm I'm an avid listener. I really like pay attention. You got all and of both. it. I you even watch know, it and listen. I, I watch it and listen. Um and then but I don't send emojis. To you that's guys on Twitter, I Got think you. that's like kind of where my loyalty ends. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, hey, I, and and I do respect that, and uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because I totally forgot that we do that. So, just, <laughs> <laughs> you, if you want to come up with the emoji for everything. the end, is, is this my show now? <laughs> <laughs> Damn near the nine two five podcast back at it again. Um, Callie, can you take us back from the very beginning Whoa. for people that don't know you? Okay. Where are you from? I'm from Millbrae, California. Um, it's about 10 minutes south of San Francisco. Nice. Uh, if you've ever flown into San Francisco to SFO, that little city right when you fly in, it's right there. That's that's where I'm from. That's but, lit. Yeah, so. Did you ever go and watch the planes land? That wasn't really a hobby like was it that. Not? Nah, but I might have just been dry in high school too. That could have been like a thing where like you take a girl out to like watch the planes like descend. Yeah. I guess I, that just missed me though. Okay, no, because I definitely did that one time. Oh, did and I guess it's why I'm bringing it up over there in that area. Uh-huh. But it was just it was far from me. So gotcha. Yeah. Um. No, that's lit. Um. So grew up in Mill Mill Bay Mill Bay area. Yeah. Real Bay Area yes. by the water. By the water, man. You can see the bay. Um, I was wondering what's something in Millbrae that stood out to you? Something that you miss about Millbrae? Um, what I really miss about Millbrae would be the Little Luca sandwiches that was right there. Okay. Um, there was an in and out right by the airport that we would go to like after Giants games, go on Caltrain from the city. Exit Millbrae and then In and Out's right there. That was like a pastime. Yeah, I feel like those two would be my big things. It's like kind of mm-hmm. a food centric kind of thing. But you you're know. a sandwich guy. I love a good sando. Yeah, connoisseur. I, I, I dabble. Okay, what are Bro. your thoughts on Subway? Oh no! Nah. See, every <laughs> that's the thing. I sometimes I'll listen to this podcast <laughs> and cringe. <laughs> Dead ass. What? Because of our you taste buds? You don't with yeah, Subway. I, I think your taste buds, I don't think they're bad taste buds. <laughs> I think they're just underdeveloped. Okay. okay. No, but you, you like- You know what I'm saying? You and like I think that's Garden. like a PC way to say it. <laughs> we, why are you laughing? We, right. That boy horn. He, does, he doesn't like Olive Garden. We like Olive Garden. Olive yeah. Garden seems so, like undeveloped. So this is the thing. I think that, uh, I think that not liking- fast food 
because it's fast food is one thing. But for me, I don't like Subway because there's just plenty of other options that are in the same price range that yeah. makes sense to go eat. So it's like if if we're in the valley, there's Subway, but then there is like Domingo's or there's uh, Krika's. Have you ever been there? No. It's like in Winnetka. It's like Woodland Hills area. Oh, and, um And that one's like traditional subs. But yeah. it's just packed flavor, huge sandwiches. But Subway to me, like, I get it, though. I definitely had an <laughs> era where I was getting the Subways, putting hot Cheetos inside. Yeah. And I mess with it. It's cool. But for me right now, I just wouldn't do a Subway kind of vibe. But, like, after midnight, Taco Bell, that sounds like a vibe sometimes. So you're There's a, a time and place for certain things. I don't. I just don't think that exists for Subway. Especially after hmm. the, the the tuna thing. Did you ever get the tuna? From Subway? No. I did a you few did. times. Did. But like, but like the sandwich I stuck with since I was like eight years old, been getting that ever since. But I've I've have had their tuna. Gotcha. You, tr- you trust people. If you, <laughs> if you eat the tuna sandwich from Subway, you trust people. <laughs> hey, I trust you. Okay. Like I think whenever we're talking about good places to go eat, yeah. if you guys are interested at all, definitely shoot a DM to Calais. If you're in a See? city from- I have a Yelp list. Of like oh. seventy restaurants in LA. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not just saying that like, oh, you know a lot of yeah. good spots. I'm saying nah, like, you, it's, you got it's them dialed codes. down for every like price range area in LA. I've uh, I'm taking advantage okay. of living out here for sure. Maybe I trust that. But before the podcast started, I asked him, "Kiss, Mary kill of Mexican food, Italian food, and Chinese food," and his list was wrong. His list was wrong. <laughs> oh, you're saying his opinion is wrong. So uh, he said, "What was your answer?" You would. So, in the, the initial answer was kiss Chinese. F- no, kiss Mexican food, uh, marry Chinese food, and kill Italian food. That was yours. That was mine, and I, I, I was thinking about. It. I do love a good pizza, though. I make. I can make a homemade pizza. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've I, seen it on your Instagram. Th- it's pretty good. <laughs> And I would be really upset if I couldn't make a pizza again. Yeah. So, but I love a good pasta too. That is a difficult one, but I do really love Chinese food. I think that's my favorite. That's crazy because yeah. I I've never seen you eat Chinese food <laughs> ever. And because every time I'm with you, it's chilies. <laughs> Where are we going after this? Where are we going after <laughs> yeah. this? Okay, Mom? okay, we are. Okay, but we we've had a conversation about trying to find a Chinese food spot here. Well, there's the I don't I don't really think there's great Chinese food in the valley. You'd have to go to the San Gabriel Valley, which is like on the other side of LA. Yeah. Um, like Pasadena area, Alhambra, probably some of the best Chinese food I've ever had. But that's just how many how often do we go out there? Not that Never. much. Yeah. So. Yeah. And just just to give you guys a visual too, when when I think about a homemade pizza, sometimes I sort of think about like a lunchable warmed up lightweight. Kalas <laughs> does not look anything like that at no. all. It looks like something you would get from like. A fine dining pizza spot. Thank you. Yeah. You got the little so, like, leaves on there sometimes. I, I definitely put the parsley. Sometimes yeah. it's cilantro. Yeah. You know, just depending okay, on the ingredients so in the kitchen. I'll yeah, be bougie. waiting for you to show up with one here. Exactly. But see, the thing is with food, there's a difference between bougie and just like good tasting food. That's true. Never yeah. settle. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like our friends at Hennessy say. Hey. That's an ad. Shout out. And uh, that brings us to our first sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> Imagine the year you start drinking again, we get a Henny. Hey, hey, I'm ready. Soon. Come on. We know I'll, the right people. I'll get drunk on here, Hennessy. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. On, uh, me too. And I don't even like Henny. <laughs> Let's, I, I mean, I, I love Henny. I'd love to Hennessy. Uh, it happens. We, we love everything. You know? <laughs> so... 
Kaula is not only cooking food, delicious food in the kitchen, but he's also cooking up some great beats. Oh man, thank you. Hey, thank I you. Yeah, that, bro. How did how did that start? Started when I was younger, about 10, 11, 12 years old. There would be um I was just all I think I was an only child growing up. So I think I gravitated towards listening to hella music and headphones and all that kind of stuff because it was just like either talk to my parents in car rides or listen to the music that I wanted to listen yeah. to. Right, right. And I think I built like a relationship with music that way. And then there would be these video games where you can make your own music and kind of remix. Uh, there was like a PlayStation game where you could remix like songs. So they had stems where you'd be able to take really? out drums. Yeah. I remember that, like specifically there was a Get Busy by Sean Paul tracked out where you could take drums away put new melodies in the whole thing and it kind of made me like oh this is kind of how you do it and then one day i went to the apple store and on their displays they had garage band which is a program where you can make music and it was basically the same concept of that video game and it yeah. kind of just drew me in and what's funny about What's funny about that whole conversation that you just had right now mm -hmm. is Miles was probably like interested in all the music stuff, and the only thing I got from it is that you were an only child. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's a correct. real that's a real girl thing for sure. Because I, 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 like I feel that. like only child, you could tell. Yeah. I feel like I can't tell that you're an only child. Really? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like growing up with a sibling like defines you. I get made more. fun of a lot with a lot of yeah. my friends. Most of my friends have um, siblings. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I grew up an only child. I think they only children get uh, a, have like a stigma yeah. that they're like bratty or selfish and like things you like that. You don't come off as an only child. Thank you. I think my <laughs> parents did a pretty good job. Hopefully. Yeah. Later, you did end up having a, a stepsister. Yes. Well, a half sister. Well, a half sister. So I have a 10 year old half sister. Yeah. I, I think so. When I tell people, it's no, I'm not an only child, but I grew up until pretty I was 20 much. years old having. Yeah. Uh, no siblings right. so it kind of yeah, the, the no foundation child. was built upon yeah. not having siblings yeah you know? yeah um okay so you're on playstation cooking up cooking up sean hot paul beats bangers. bangers sean paul got clapped by the <laughs> way sean, sean paul has clapped sir hey i know what we're listening to on the way to chili's after this. <laughs> um and so that's where it started at so you had a macbook already no so so this is in was, high school no this is bro this is like fifth sixth grade oh my god I'm like what i'm like playing these video games and then by the time i hit maybe seventh grade i uh, go into the apple store on bay street in emeryville while like my dad is getting some stuff from ikea or something like that if you if you're from the bay you kind of know that area in yeah. emeryville and they had an apple store there and it was kind of like when apple really started ramping up their retail stores where they had all the displays and everything nice, like that yeah and I would just walk in there while my parents were shopping and doing whatever. And I'd just be there for an hour straight, just cooking up beats on GarageBand. Yeah. And uh, just figuring out what it, that whole process was. And just like, it'd be like for you, like going on Illustrator and just, oh, like, you know, creating things, yeah. right? With no purpose, but just yeah. to just to find out what was going on. And um, then I convinced my dad in seventh grade to be like, hey, for your business, because he has a construction company, for your business, if you have this computer, this Mac, then you can, like, make invoices and, like, I don't uh, know, you know, just kind of did that. Trying to sell him He on bought it. it. Yeah. And so I'd be 
at the house every day, just on GarageBand, trying to make new music. And it would be like 20, 30 second loops. Cause mind you, at this time, I don't know what bars are. I don't know what a verse, a hook is, like any of that. But that's kind of the yeah. introduction of me being like 11, 12, playing and making like little beats and loops. And, and sending off invoices at the same time. <laughs> yeah. That, exactly. no, that's, but that's that's the way that and, uh, you can And make we're it still work. sending out invoices. Are you? To this day. Bro, no, I mean, like, that's, that's love. Yeah. I mean, like, Got you in the door to open up, you know, a a a, a whole new life for you. Hundred percent. I think about it a lot actually because I remember being in middle school and high school, and people asking, you know, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everyone was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I definitely, it was funny. I one of my classmates said uh, we follow each other on Instagram, but I haven't like seen him in probably fifteen, eighteen years. Yeah, yeah. Um. He uh he sent me a picture of our eighth grade kind of like yearbook where everyone would have their own page and uh-huh. kind of say and it said when I grow up I I wrote down when I grow up I want to be a music producer that's, that's crazy and it, so it's always been that on my mind since I was about twelve when, years old when did you realize that you could make like a career out of this or like when did you realize that like you can make like money a living I think I always was hoping that it would just somehow figure itself out. But it wasn't until after high school, like my senior year, freshman year of college, we were doing the jerkin music. Right, right. And then I got booked for shows with my bandmate and there would be random people that would want to buy beats. And at the time it was, you know, little to no money. But the fact that I remember I got Western Union like 200 bucks one time. That was my first ever selling a beat. Oh, that's Western late. Union, though. I love that. Because this is pre- prior to like Zell and Venmo yeah, and stuff. Yeah, no, and, there's, a, there's a different energy in, in Western Union. Oh, no, it's a different <laughs> energy, bro. And, uh, and I remember getting 200 bucks sent to me, and I was like, oh my God, I can, this is like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, through how, however life takes you, you meet new people and new opportunities arise, and you're able to make more money and more money. Connections, more money. everything. Yeah. Did you ever get like pushback? Because I feel like with creative, like in the creative spot, there's always like a, okay, like why don't you get a real job? Yeah. Was there ever that, or was it always like, oh, it's nah, still like, that. Really? Oh, yeah. My like my dad doesn't approve of me making music because I think being an immigrant, um, coming to this country to provide a life for uh, a kid, they're thinking the traditional route yeah. all the time, something stable. So me coming around and being like, hey, I want to do this music shit. It doesn't really jive well with that <laughs> yeah. idea. But it's all um, like chances, I guess. Yeah. I, my mom has always been hella supportive, but my dad, not so much. Yeah. But that, you know, that's just, Man, that's just life. The, the thing, too, I mean, just thinking about that is like a lot has changed, you know, in the world over the past 20 years. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like when your dad was coming up in the way that, you know, he was working, you know, maybe like th- this kind of job that you have wasn't really available like that back then for sure you know not. what i mean yeah so the, the that concept doesn't even register right yeah. so in a way i guess you could it kind of makes sense why he wouldn't understand it 100 percent. i i would think that he would at this point though yeah, it's like, yeah. i mean I, you've, yeah like you've no I, th- I think it's one of those things where when you don't understand something it's just it's difficult to wrap your head around yeah. it. So it's yeah. all good though. Yeah. I wanna talk about the jerkin 
era a Absolutely. little bit because that was kind of like the first the origin story. I mean, <laughs> we're sitting in front of like one of the producers Whoa. right now. Yeah, damn near him of the jerkin era, right? I, I did my thing for sure. There was, I mean, you even had a song that was in uh, from your own group that was in a Power Rangers video. Yeah. Whoa, it wasn't the Power Rangers; it was the Rangers, the Rangers, the Rangers. That yes. was like their thing. But it was, yeah, it was. Um, it was pretty crazy when I was submitting my music to this blog called Digital Dripped. That became the blog where everyone got their music for their dance videos. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. is prior. This would be the original playlisting yeah, kind yeah. of thing, oh, okay. you know? And um, people would go to digitaldrip.com to get all their new music, whether it be like the Bay Area music or L.A. Jerkin music. Yeah. That's where it would be. And so I would submit some songs and sometimes they would post it and then they posted this one um, and the Rangers used it. And then once that happened, it, everyone started using the songs. That one, yeah. Really cool. I mean, and I think because I'm just just going to throw this out there. Yeah, you know, I, there, I used to be in a jerking group wow. back in the day. Uh, for, for those of you who are unfamiliar Incredible. with... Uh, what it is is actually a dance yes. that kind of took storm, you know, across America. I want to say definitely across California. No, it, it, honestly, it damn near was around the world because I, was, it, I remember yeah. for sure this was right when Twitter just started kind of popping in like yeah. 09, 2010. And I remember being on Twitter, being on uh, not an Instagram yet, but being on Twitter and there would be, and YouTube was where all the people would have the videos posted. Yeah. And I remember like cats in like the UK doing dance videos and stuff like like that's fire in, in such odd places and i'm just like how does it even get out there but yeah no okay so for sure definitely took storm you yeah. know and uh um that like if if you, the main group that you were following if you were in a jerking group was the rangers that's yeah. where you're getting all your moves from studying even the song choice yeah so i mean to get to get your song in there it was like a big deal i remember when i saw it i i was just shook <laughs> i was like oh you know it's up oh we're no, going for up. sure instantly <laughs> yeah um and so how long were you in the group for from 2009 to 2000 maybe i want to say 11 okay yeah it was like a Come. good like two year like you know just going hard and it, it was one of those things where this was before, like, oh, we need to um, have a plan and all this. No, it's like we make the song and tomorrow it's coming out. Right, That's right. You know crazy, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and making a song a week kind of thing and just going, going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so if somebody was going to look up a song yeah. from this group, which one do you think you would say you're the most proud of? The most proud of? Damn. Mind you, I'm rapping in this. Right, this right. This is like no, really I, embarrassing. Hey, no, it's, it's not because it's hard, especially like for that time. Like it's real banger. Yeah, at the time. So the the big one was "I'm Dope" by Lost Generation. That was the group Lost Generation, and the song was "I'm Dope." Um, but there's from there you can like then kind of find the rest of them. But yeah, bangers though. No bangers. bangers. It for was, sure. and you know, I was making the beats, and then I was rapping, and then. Uh, my friends was were rapping too, and it's kind of how it all. Yeah, it taught me a lot though. No, I was that just whole, I was, like time. I was literally sure. just gonna say because like 
you you mainly produce now, or I don't know if you're currently working on any singles mm-hmm. for yourself. I know we did sober, but yeah, we haven't heard any vocals from you since yeah, 2011. No. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. Yeah, man. Do, do you think we should come back with one, bro? I do. <laughs> you think so? Watch, guys, go listen to "I'm Dope." <laughs> listen to Calais' verse. Now tell me we don't need a 2022 Calais verse. It's it's so funny because. At that time, I'm maybe, I'm like 17, 18 years old at that time. Yeah. And it's so interesting because now when I'm working with younger artists that are like 19, 20 or something like that, and they're like hella raw, it makes me feel like, damn, like I didn't know what I was doing when I was 18, 19. But there's beauty in that, for sure. There is. Yeah. But also, Mm -hmm. what's the new uh, app? It's an app on the phone. Because, like, back in our day, mm. damn. Nah, I, day. But, but for the real, thing is, though. No, I embrace that whole yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm not, like, I'm not trying to sound like I'm an old man, yeah, but, like, yeah. for real, back in our day, yeah. when we're in high school and we're starting to figure it out, it was GarageBand and, like, a blue snowball mic, right? Yeah, now, it was shady, like, in, like gear. And nobody, nobody knew what was going on. Yeah, we there was no splice. There was no, like, a lot of these different, like, forums where you could get drum kits. I remember going on LimeWire to look up drum kits to download. And, like, LimeWire. Yeah, it was, a, it was a struggle. I mean, but it was also just a lot of learning. Like, I remember uh, there was this magazine called Scratch Magazine and uh, learning, like, what the Neptunes used. And, yeah. And then what this producer used. And then looking up how much an MPC 2500 costs on eBay. Right. And finding out it was, like, $3,000. And oh, that damn. was might as well have been a million dollars. For sure. You know what I mean, at the time. so And so you think about, you're talking about these younger kids now that were our age when we first started making yeah. music. The, what they have access to to make music for sure and how many tutorials are online now like up to date to show you like what to do Mm -hmm. bro there's there's songs that go up on tiktok where somebody made it on the app on their phone i think it's called like band lab or something like that gotcha and you can get a nice clean vocal with just your iphone some there's some auto tune in there and like people are making bangers what is that that one that blew up uh, where it was like a kid. Yeah. Oh, that one yeah. we were talking. Yeah, 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 I forgot what the name of it was, but yeah, but it's, like it's crazy though. But it's it's so cool. Oh it's yeah, it's so cool that you can make a hit song wherever for sure. Your phone. And that. um, I like to think that you and I were kind of uh paving the way for that. Oh man, of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying huh? we were definitely out there figuring yeah. it out. You know, some pioneers. And, and uh, I, I think the stuff that we learned back then, I definitely try to um give as much information that i have to like younger musicians yeah yeah that i come into contact with which is cool especially having the understanding of what it's like to be an artist now you were out there in your duo for a couple of years i opened up for mr fab at cal state nah. east bay fest oh. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like you have real experiences as as an artist. As an artist, real. for sure. Yeah. And, and so having that, you know, moving forward into your producing, um, you know, I think helps out a lot when you play, you know, you, you know what's going on in different areas. And so when you're writing or like producing with somebody moving forward, um, it's kind of like you have a different angle than somebody that just produces. And you know I, I, th- I definitely uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that that helps me a lot with what I do now. Because it's not like I'm coming in it as just pure um, 
like suit and like manager and like you know we need this kind of song yeah and then not even really be able to help guide an artist to get to that point for sure and where like now uh because of all that stuff it's like i i know how to at least produce a skeleton for you to maybe you yourself right like when we make music together it's like i can give you a whole like skeleton and then you can kind of take it past the finish line right right um that just i don't know why i guess we should have intro this in the beginning but uh for for those of you guys that don't know Calais is also my manager my friend and one of like the main producers that i work with right now it's like i'm working on stuff myself or i'm working on it with Calais. But sometimes we go out and like we'll you know get in sessions with somebody else. Yeah. But um, just throwing that in there. Just yeah. Like, us, you know? Just for context. For context. Yeah. I guess because yeah. we're gonna get there to like how yeah, we know how that happened. Yeah. And side note, they have a song called Flexible, and it's probably one of the best songs. That was the first, <laughs> not the first one. That was it like, was. I because I would say that the Kaylin and Miles remix that I did. Right. But on the that, solo on side. On the solo side. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. Okay. But I guess we'll, we'll get there. We're getting. Go listen we're to ahead. it. Dang, yeah. Go run the stream. Let's go right now. So now after the duo is over, mm-hmm. you're starting to get more into just producing for other artists. So, well, no. So when that happened, I was like, like we were talking about earlier, like uh, at that time, I dropped out of uh, City College because I was I was living in okay. San Francisco at the time with my dad. And um, I dropped out because I'm thinking like, oh, this rap shit finna go. Like <laughs> I'm about to go crazy. And it didn't pan out for me like that. So I was like, oh, let me go back to school. So I start going to school. I end up um, transferring to San Jose State. So I'm going yeah. to San Jose State, and I'm living in the East Bay at the time. And uh, at that time, it was this kind of period where the people that I knew from that jerkin world and, mm-hmm. like, a lot of artists in L.A. and, like, some from the Bay, I would produce for and, like, make send some beats. But nothing ever really, like, crazy happened. Yeah. It was yeah. just very, like, local level small. And then um, and I was going to San Jose State at the time. And then um, that's when I met PMAC. Got who you. directed Back and Drop It. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, he was a rapper. Shout out, shout out PMAC. Shout out PMAC. Um, at the time, he was rapping. And uh, we worked together at a Best Buy. Okay. Oh. Right? And then uh, he, we worked there for like a year together. And then he was like, yo, I'm going to quit. I'm going full in on this rap shit. I was like, all right, yeah, like that's tight. Bro. I was <laughs> like, that's lit, you know? And um and then he started working at this studio in Emeryville. Yeah. Right. And then that's that studio is where I am Sue, Pilo, uh, Kehlani even, J Ant, all of them were like working on Gang Forever. Got you. And so this is around two thousand like eleven, twelve. Yeah. Is that gang I wanna forever? say I wanna say it was around twenty twelve. Got like you. when I started going to that studio and started meeting like I am Sue. Well, what's the uh what was the studio called? Three up, three up, and it was right. run by Mike Dashy. That's right, that's and right. And then yeah. so he was—he's an artist from the Bay that I started producing a bunch for. Okay, and through him, that's how I met Sue, Pilo, all them. And then um, is that just like crossing paths with them? It's literally th- he had known them for a long time. Yeah. So in the Bay, there's there's studios, but either they're it'll be like an hourly rate where it's like if you're a up and coming artist that's just not the most appealing thing to do is spend a couple hundred dollars a night and you might not even have like a good song out of it yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah. so mike he opened his doors to a lot of people in the bay just to be like yo just pull up 
kind uh-huh. of thing. Just work on cool stuff in here and, you know, make this your hub. That's fire. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really know it was like that, but yeah, yeah. it's really cool. So for Gang Forever tape, which is um, the big song off of that was Never Going Broke. Yeah. Um, and they just, HBK was just the the biggest thing in the Bay at the time. And they were just going super, super crazy. And I was just fortunate to be a fly on the wall during that time, watching my favorite rapper at I Am Sue go crazy in the booth like yeah and, you know what i mean because i mean you were a fan oh huge fan like before going over to the studio you did, before you... going to that studio i was a huge hbk fan yeah i remember seeing like i am sue on hate street one time one of my friends was like yo you should go over there and like say you make beats and everything <laughs> like that and i was like oh nah like that's too crazy but i'm gonna work with him one day yeah yeah and, that's and then crazy. it ended up happening you didn't but, even go up to him no, nah, I was scared. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. You were shook. I was shook. Okay, so when you finally see him in the studio, it was like, that's how you guys crossed paths. It was like, you were there working on some stuff, and then he came in one day. And he's like, yo, uh, Mike said you got beats. And you were like, I was like, oh, like I was like, I do. You were like, I was yeah. Like, hey, bro, I do, bro. <laughs> nah, um, I was like, yeah. I was like, you, you want to hear him? And, you know, I played some, and, like, they were cool, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah. Nothing, like, ever got placed or anything, but, uh, you know, a relationship with all of them developed. Yeah. And um, I started kicking it with Kuya, which is, like, Pilo's older brother. And um, Kuya and Pilo just took a liking to me. So I just used to go from San Jose State every day to Pinole. Fire. To their parents' house. Yeah. If you don't know in the Bay, it's very far. Yeah, yeah, that's a long way. That's a that's long like- way. I mean, depending on what time, it could be like two, up to two hours. Yeah. Yeah, for you sure. Know? But that just speaks to like, I just really wanted to make music with people that I thought were really good at making music and yeah. that I could learn from and yeah. that I thought I could contribute to what they have going on. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's kind of like where um, your relationship started with them. And um, did you ever go out on tour with them at all? No. During that time? It was... the The first thing that i remember going like an out-of-town thing was uh do you know what south by southwest is yeah in austin it's it's an austin music festival Mm -hmm. they do music it's a music festival film festival and like a tech festival i think and they spread it amongst like three weeks or like two weeks or something like that but the lit part was just the music where you would go into this random bar venue and you'd see one of the biggest rappers you know just performing and uh, at the time, like I was saying, HBK was just on fire. So I Am Sue had a bunch of shows. And uh, Sue's the type of guy where it's like he'll just tell everyone, like, yeah, just pull up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, in my head, this is early. So I'm like, oh, I Am Sue just invited me to South by Southwest. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I remember, like, telling my teacher, uh, like, <laughs> yo, I have this opportunity to, you know, and I'm trying to ask my teachers to get some time off so I can like go to South by Southwest and experience it. And, um, I like paid for the flight, you know, just like super, just young kid, just trying to experience shit. Right. Right. And, um, this was around the time when they were working on, uh, Sincerely Yours, his debut album. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Sue and Pink Dolphin were working hella tough at the time. And uh, they got a house in South by Southwest, and if like it was like had to be like twenty people staying at that house, pure just Late. like 
Bay Area just mob. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like sleeping on a floor type shit. Right, right. But I'm in South by Southwest with my favorite <laughs> artist. Yeah. Exactly. You're it was like, what? This is hard. Like, yeah. what? And I'm like mobbing around with them in like a sprinter van, like going to interviews and like just seeing like a lot of cool shit. Yeah. You know, which was super inspiring. And um, yeah. So that was like your first time going out with them. Um, yeah. And so at that point though, I'm trying to fi- like because this is around the time that me and you crossed paths for the first time. Yeah, I because I was working with Pilo hella tough. So through that, like y'all started working more um, hella much. And uh, then it, it, was it like mainly producing, or were you helping him? Like it it would be just like it was one of those things where I'm coming over every day to help with anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's if I'm if I have a beat idea and he likes this. He'll put drums underneath it and then we'll make a song. Yeah. If I'm like, oh, maybe this hook idea or like this line or something like that. It's just a full, just every day I'm over there trying to figure out ideas for him. Got type you. Thing. Yeah. And um, it got to the point where he started coming to L- LA hella much. And I think he had a session with you and Kalen. Right. And um, you guys had a house that you guys were recording out of where there was like a studio downstairs. Bro. And then I remember Dang. he was like, yo, you should slide. <laughs> um, I have a session with Kaylin and Miles. I'm yeah. like, oh, and I, I, I think Do My Step was already out. And like, oh, like I think Trampoline maybe. Yeah. Or I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think it was. Like y'all were turned. Yeah. Y'all were turned. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember just being like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. So we're up there. And then that's when I meet you. Yeah. And then you knew some of my jerking stuff. Right. Oh, shoot. Which I was based out. I was like, oh, shit, that's tight. Which, like, I'm saying, guys, we're in the presence of a legend right now. <laughs> um, but that that moment was really tight to have you guys all pull up on us. Because, really? like, we're all big fans of you guys. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, even, like, my first time, like, getting to work with Pilo and Sue was just, like, Crazy. I, I couldn't believe it was happening. So I know exactly how you felt getting yeah. to go over there. Um, Mind but, you, at that session though, Campa pulled up. Bro, too. that's exactly what I was just going to say. And so, and for me, I'm like a huge Cataracts fan. Yeah. Like a G6, like that whole way. Bro, club love. Like, So, like to this day, me and Campa, like, I love that dude. Yeah. Like, he's to me one of the best songwriters that I've ever been around. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and I just think, in period, he's just one of the cleanest. And uh, so when I met him that day too, I was just like, "Oh, this this LA shit crazy, <laughs> bro." You know what I mean? Like I was just based out. Completely. No, it was for real. It was. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh my gosh, He's getting excited. I, I am getting excited because <laughs> I, I that was like a point in like the Kalen and Miles. Like it had to have been like at the like peak of it. Yeah. Because this house was nuts. No, I'm it pretty, was crazy. I'm. I I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this, but I'm <laughs> pretty sure. When I was trying to go to bed, I could hear a four to the floor from Calvin Harris next door. Gotcha. I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. Calvin Harris was like, because this was, was like it was right like, off a of sunset. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what this house was. I think it was just for like, it was a house for Universal Republic artists, artists to like come and to stay, come stay and work. Yeah. So it was like the vibe was perfect. It was right there off yeah. Sunset, this huge Dang. house that was, like, the majority of the time super empty. I was in there alone. <laughs> I thought it was haunted. Yeah. And it was scary. Of like, course you did. But lit basement studio yeah. that we got to work in. It was just, like, I don't know. It was it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, so we're all over there working on stuff. And that was the first time that um, we had got to meet. But obviously, like, I knew of you. and um, Sparks flew. Sparks flew. 
we, and, yeah, we were in contact, and then I think you sent me a song to remix? Yeah. Or something like that? But where, because you were in a group. Yes. So this was a DJ group. Or, no. or Are you well, talking about me rapping? No, no, no. Oh, you're talking about the one with Adrian. Yeah, because is that... So then that's... I did that through 3UP, and that was the uh, shit I was telling you about earlier. So That's basically, crazy. So I didn't know y'all knew each other like that. Yeah. So, like, Adrian came up through 3UP as well. Like, he was doing his thing, but he was working out of 3UP, hella tough. Yeah. That's when he was, like, directing a bunch of videos for, um, like, a lot of the HBK guys. Um, and Bro, just he a was lot of rapping, too. Bay, and he was rapping as well. What it was, the heck? Yeah, it was... Yeah. To be honest, that era... Of time, I I came in on the tail end of that whole wave, but it was when HBK was on fire. It lit a spark under everyone's ass. Yeah, in the bay to be like, oh, this shit's possible. Like, let's go. For Whether sure. like it was graphic designer, artists, it was producers, engineers, rappers. Like it was just everyone was just like, there's a light here in the bay right now. Let's like turn up. Right, right, and I think that like. HBK really kind of showed like that that was a, a thing, you 100%. know what I mean? And like even other guys like the Cataracts and starting six too, like around that time. And so I think it was just like a lot of inspiration, you know, to draw draw from. Absolutely. Um, I mean, even you guys, yeah. Even I mean, Miles, bro. like the, the fact that you guys had just such a huge following to where you guys were selling out shows across the country. Granted, the demo might not have been what like me and like the hbk guys were yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying like just uh like 20 year old men uh-huh. you know what i'm saying yeah. that wasn't your demo but everyone saw from afar how lit it was and they had to respect it you know yeah. what i mean which is a great feeling especially like to be a fan of you guys and like obviously like you know a lot of our inspiration you know coming up was from hbk starting six like all this stuff and so to get to work you know with y'all was like you know just everything and uh yeah so met you at the spot the crazy freaking mansion whatever that was freaking calvin harris neighbor yeah and uh so we get a remix it was the it was a song called um frick what was the song called don't I want to say it's like don't be sorry or like don't freak I gotta I got I'm, I'm gonna look it up but yeah, look it up so I I shoot it over to you because oh, at the time that no so that DJ group nah that's you what, know what it was? it was it was Angor three, Republic that's what it was that's but, what it was so it who was are the me, members Mike Smith and Dage right right so Dage currently he's a lit DJ from the Bay Area. Um, but also, I, just, I don't even want to like like just uh, minimalize it just to him being a DJ. He's just a really creative, popping dude. He's just Great a lit guy. guy. Yeah. Um, but he also DJs for Corday. Mm. Yeah, so, that's where he's at right now. So right? that's where he's at right now, doing a bunch of shit like that. But he's also just he's just on his wave forever. Mm-hmm. He's Dage, so he's lit. Mike Smith is actually like a now like developing an app, doing hella shit like that. Um, so, but it was hella rare because those are two dudes from Oakland that were older than me. And I'm just this kid from Millbrae, but I was producing all the shit. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like kind of the front. Like, so even like during that time when we did the remix for you, uh-huh. it was, I, I made the remix, but it was, I was like, oh, it'd look better as an Angor Republic 
I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. the betterment of that, I was like, let's just do it that way because I wasn't really at the time ready to fully bounce out. Be yeah. like produced by Calais, Calais remix. Yeah, yeah. You know? I feel it. I feel it. Okay, which was which was tight. And a lot of so that in in that group, it was more like EDM inspired. Hundred percent. Like yeah. drops. You know what I mean? Like raging kind of stuff. Yes. And uh, so Kaylin and I had a song that was a remix called "Die Young Remix" from Got Kesha. <laughs> And that was like one For of real? our most yeah we did, <laughs> and it was one of our most lit. I like, remember songs seeing. I remember, I've seen set. footage on YouTube of it. Like, That's in crazy. In the past like two years, I saw a video and it went up. Oh man, because we we could get what that drop the... going like so. So that's why I reached out to Calais. I knew he was like making some stuff like that, and I we had the song I don't really care, and I was like you know I feel like this one is what it's called. It's called I don't, I really, don't really care, care. and I felt like. It just needed a way harder drop, like you know the die young energy, mm-hmm. right? And you you did exactly what what needed to happen. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I mean, appreciate that you opportunity. Gave him, though, eight oh eight, eight oh eight could have made the drop harder. Yeah, see, so you agree, so you agree. This the drop wasn't hard. Yes, though. you do. Agree. Yes, but it was right. Jack and Jack. So, so okay. you were looking past it. Okay, you were just looking straight at Jack Galinsky, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, yes, right. <laughs> right at Jack Johnson. Um, so now mm-hmm. you got to see it live. We did our thing in San Jose. I was super inspired when I saw that live, too, because I think you guys were bringing out Pilo. Yeah. If I'm not, yeah. And I and at that time, I'm mobbing with Pilo, just like tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and at that time, you guys were performing the remix as well. So it was it was cool to see Pilo come out during that time, and uh, and then see the remix and the reaction. It was it was super inspiring. But you could so you saw it like from you know an actual show. You know exactly like what we were trying to do. We did. You yeah. know what I'm saying like as soon as that thing hit, Nailed it was it. like everybody's jumping. So appreciate y'all. Appreciate you, man. What was your title with Pilo at the time? Like at this, uh, it would just be producer, like just co. I would co-produce a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to, um, it's it's off streaming services right now, but you could find it probably on YouTube. It's more bitches, more gold chains too. I had a song called "Live It Up," which is kind of in that EDM world. It was yeah. during the time where it was just like a lot of the uh, rap kind of uh, leaning guys were trying to figure out how they live in an EDM kind of vibe. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's like the best representation of me and Pilo's work together, but it was the start. For and sure. It was yeah. really cool. And um, so that was that. And then when you listen to Before Anything, which is like the EP before more than anything, his like real like debut album, I guess. Yeah. Um. We I have like two records on there, but it was one of those kind of things where it was just I was producing a bunch. Yeah, that was where it was for a couple of years. And so that's like I mean, at that time it was probably like 2014 when we had the show, and yes. we we're working on stuff together. Um, in that time, like so from 2014, kind of like to now, mm-hmm. what what happens between like so that's where you're saying like. Now you're starting to work with Pilo a lot more. Yeah. Right. And he's kind of starting to like build his name a little bit more. At that time, are you working with other artists as well too? I had I had records with Sue. Well, I am Sue. Um, I had uh, a random record which was like uh do you you know Molly Mall, like yeah. French Montana. That record was really rare. Uh, super rare. Super rare. 
Uh, and that was a, a great learning experience. Yeah. Um, right. And but there would be like one off just random records. I was working with this artist named Collaborate from the Bay. Yeah. Um, had uh, just a bunch of random stuff. Even like um, I had a record with G Easy that came by way of Pilo. Right. Um, right. And what what was that one called? I might. Yeah, that was a banger. That was cool. And um and then that led me to meeting a bunch of people within like GEZ's camp and then kind of gave me some opportunities. Like it just it's like a bunch of different things. But at the time I'm still very like Pilo is yeah, what I'm yeah. focused on. But at the same time, I'm just trying to expand my whole network by just working with whoever. Yeah. You know? And so when did you guys move out here to the valley? We moved out here 2017 in August. Everybody together, so all yeah, same time yet. Yeah, so it was um, right after his album, More Than Anything, had come out. Uh -huh. So his song, like, Put Me On Something, had been doing really, really well in the Bay. And it was just one of those feelings where it was just like, yo, we just got to move. Yeah. Because it's and just take it just up. Just got to do it, And yeah. just go. For yeah. sure. Do you think... Oh, go ahead, Moe. <laughs> this is just random, but speaking yeah. of Pilo, uh -huh. um, obviously you, like, know, like, where he reaches the most. Obviously, it's, like, the Bay. Yeah. But do you notice that I feel like Seattle has a lot of reach for him? Oh, yeah, for sure. Every um, time we've toured for the past, like, three years, Seattle's always the show that sells out the fastest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a couple friends from Seattle, and they mentioned that, like, their high school would, like, play Pilo. Really? And my friend Jenna, she was talking about, like, oh, yeah. Like, she probably knows more music than me from the from, earlier times. Gotcha. Of just playing Pilo all throughout, like, high school stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought that was crazy. Because for me, in my head, it's like, oh, the Bay. Yeah. Like. And and even, like, when I look on his Spotify, it's it's funny. Because sometimes it'll be, like, L.A. plays him more. That's crazy. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Do you think that the move from the Bay out here to LA has benefited you in your production world. Yeah, absolutely. And so what are some of the things that you're super thankful to be out here for? Like as far as like in that in that world. In that world, I think just meeting there's a bunch of people out here with the common goal of trying to um be successful in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that meeting a bunch of new people and being able to collaborate with a bunch of people that are all uh, just wanting the same thing allows you to just learn and pick up a bunch of cool stuff like mm -hmm. that helps you in your business. You know? Yeah. Um, so just meeting a bunch of producers, meeting a bunch of different managers, uh, other artists, um, and just you'll you'll meet an intern that becomes an a and r and like you know just just random shit this is the industry of enter the this city industry is entertainment so yeah. you're just meeting a bunch of people that can help you and you can help them and it kind of just works out that way a lot of creativity a lot of creativity for sure i, w I would say too like even like in in a moment's notice something cool could come up Absolutely. You know what I'm saying like you never know. Just like sometimes you're just like last minute. Like I guess I'm I'm, I'm gonna just go. I'll just break it. Like I'm gonna go. And, and I, th then, like, I think that was the, the that was the appeal where it was just sometimes certain opportunities would come up, come about and oh we're in the bay we're gonna be in L A next week though yeah and it's like yeah. well I mean it's happening right now right yeah whatever it may be you know yeah so living out here it, it definitely allowed us to just 
make um, show up because most of it is just showing up to places. For sure. What's your take on, you know how like people when they describe moving out to LA, like it ruins you. Like people out here are so like shady and fake. I like personally, I feel like me, I surround myself by people that like grew up here or okay. like aren't LA LA. Uh-huh. I was wondering what like do you do you think you fit or you're come across the people that are like shady and weird and like all about followers and Instagram and everything like that, or do you think you like are definitely in a niche that's like? I think that I moved cool. at a great time because I I was comfortable with myself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Kind of, I was finding I was already like. I was I was comfortable with what I didn't know and I was comfortable with like still growing but I knew I my foundation was set. Yeah. yeah. I think that had I moved out here when I was 18 like yeah that could have been a little crazy. But also when I moved out here I moved out here like with friends and I already had friends living that's, here. That's yeah. So that's a big thing. It wasn't like I was out here trying to find new friends and you know, it, yeah. all my friends I had been friends with for years. So it that. never was a thing running into people like that. But the whole stigma of L.A. is full of shady, like, fake people. L.A. is full of people that want to become something. That's the yeah. culture of L.A. Yeah. And um, the culture of transplants coming to L.A. Real L.A. natives, no disrespect. It's a beautiful culture out here. Right. But the, the transplants that come to L.A., the culture is to become something. So you're going to run into people that don't even know themselves for sure yeah, yeah. they're trying they're out here trying to find it exactly. now but have you ever had like experiences with people like that i feel like you you don't really like i don't i mean because you weren't really here at a time where it was like little like house parties and stuff you're running around like i i think the first second year first and second year moving here i definitely didn't know what the fuck was going on yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, and so there would be a couple parties that I go to, or like clubs that I would go to, and I would just I'm a, I f- I think I'm a very observant person, um, and I would just see like oh that's weird, <laughs> I don't think I like that place, you know what I mean, and just be very on the outside before I really dive into something. Yeah, and so for me it was just very easy to be like oh I don't like gel with this like being on Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard is not probably, like, my favorite place in L.A. Yeah, like, you you, know? no, you noticed all of it and you noticed it's happening, but you didn't, like, dive too yeah. into it to have it, like, affect you. Yeah, and then also it's just I have friends, so I never had to make a, a new friend and, yeah. like, trust in, like, I, I don't know. Figure just, out someone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. And, and I never had to go through any of those, like, weird experiences that I hear, like, some horror stories about some people <laughs> yeah. moved to L.A. and they met someone a week ago and they got this club and then this thing happened. Like, that never was yeah. a thing for right. me. Yeah, fortunately. Um, so you're out here in 2017, and I'm trying to figure out where it was that we crossed paths to – Cause we started all getting in the gym, me, you, and Will. Yes. And we all were going to twenty four. Yes. And um, so we kind of like started to hang out a lot more because we didn't really like have sessions or anything like that when you first got out here. But we did the flexible song, and then banger. after that banger, <laughs> and then after that, I want to say, I don't know. I don't know when we, at what point we started like communicating more frequently and being like, yeah, well, like we're going up to 24. And because Will, he lives nearby. We all yeah. live within like a mile of each other. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, you know. And um, me and Will would go work out because me and Will work on Pilo together. So it was very easy for us to go every morning 
be together and talk about what we have business wise going on. Right. And then I don't know, maybe you did you start going to the gym and we saw you there and then we were like, Oh, I, wonder, I think it might maybe. be in that. Yeah. Which is awesome that we end up at the same spot. Yeah. And then um so from there, like we just start getting in and we just trying to get hub. Exactly. And um <laughs> eventually your biceps I, look great in that sweatshirt, by the way. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Thank you. See, that's what I'm saying. In in Sino Fitness, you know, add that in there too. It's just all about like empowerment. Fitness. You yeah. Know, empowering your fellow kings. Come on. And queens. You like look that great guy. Too, Felicia. Like that guy <laughs> who complimented Kelly's legs up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bro, we got to talk about that. I I don't think we said that on last season, but man, this this is a great, this is a great time. Um, (laughs) But so we started getting in and um, I had put out the back snippet. And I think from there, because I mean, you you, obviously we made music together. it happened during back? Yes, because we obviously, me and Khaled have been making music together. They know and they're kind of like... I'm I'm working out with them and they're talking about oh what you got going on like yeah. you know and then uh, eventually it was from when the back snippet came out that That's they were like because I remember yeah. seeing it on Twitter yeah and I sent it to Will yeah I was like hey this shit clap <laughs> and it did <laughs> it really did go crazy <laughs> and it was just a snippet via like a car IG or you know just like like a iPhone, iPhone video. that's what like hit and then just it, yeah. and it and it was that clean through an iPhone video so I knew it was like oh on some real speakers where I could really <laughs> feel it oh this is gonna go crazy yeah yeah, yeah. so then I think we had talked did. about it at the gym <laughs> You were, you guys pulled up and you were like, "Hey, what's up with this?" Because I think that's we we had internally talked about it. I sent it to him, and he was intrigued. And at the time, I was only working with Pila on like a management thing. It was just like that was just where I was just super focused on, and then yeah. my own stuff. And I never really was even thinking about working with anyone else. And um, and Will kind of like, and I, I you know even like empowered me to then be on some hey like. We should like work with Miles. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, that would be awesome for yeah. sure. And I think the timing of it worked out really well because I had a, another manager and we were sort of on the the end of our relationship together. Uh, mm-hmm. He was still helping me work on you know some things here and there, but I think like at that time we just lined up to where it was like I was sort of on my way out with him, and everything is good, you know, and it just worked out you know yeah. perfect and um so me and calais will all started um in 2018 19. 19 top of 19 top of 19 started working together and so i'm officially <laughs> an active artist and yeah. still currently yeah. um and very very thankful did you get your christmas Seriously. card the holiday card you know what i probably did you know how often i check my mail yeah that's the craziest <laughs> shit i've ever heard you did it. He, did you you heard about that? It's yes, probably in there. Yes. Like I mean, you could go yeah. down. It's all in my no, in my kitchen nuts, right bro. now. They're just like a stack yeah. of envelopes. Yeah, mail comes every day, Miles. You go <laughs> it check does. That out. I need to. Um, but yeah, great, great creative direction on that. By the way, oh thanks. Those man. are fire. You guys killed that. Love that big TBH active collab. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we've been working on a lot of stuff stuff since then. Um. The back music video drop it is probably like my favorite music video on this side of things. You know what I mean? And, that video is um, amazing. You guys Shout out P Mac. Yeah. Full circle how that works. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's so crazy. And um we're we're you know, we're out here still at it. 
working on some new stuff. Me and Kyle were just in last night. Yeah. Getting some stuff together. Another banger. And um, just looking forward to getting to release uh, a lot more music. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, with you guys, I'm, I'm very thankful to still, you know, be a part of Active. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, I'm just, you know, I'm grateful that you entrust us. Man. No, yeah. thank you. Um, we got a... We got a song together called Sober, which this is your first single in a minute. Yeah. I think well, it's such a great song. You had um great song. Great song. Bro. <laughs> and it's still gonna be Sober Summer. Oh yeah, it's Sober Spring coming up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um and I and I see this is the thing. I know that you have some other bangers oh, like, yeah. tucked away, like Calais music. Yeah. But I'm I'm what's the deal with that? I think where <laughs> I'm at right now, um, I have a lot of things on my plate as far as that I'm more invested in, like you, like Pilo. I'm working with this new kid, Adam Pastel. Yeah. It's like, I think I'm trying to figure out how to get everything lined up for that. There's never a perfect time, but I, I'm kind of focused there right now. But I have some records that I'm free working bread. on for myself. Yeah. Free bread. Come, Come on. on. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, so, but it's coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm just my priorities priorities right now are with the artists that I'm working with. Got you. Yeah. Um just really quick, um, we need to talk about Sweetie. Oh, That's I love what I, I love Sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of artists. Just just first of all, <laughs> what a great human being. God took his time. Really, really did. Yeah. Let's just let's just start there. Let's just hey. Let's just shout sweetie. out God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> but uh, so you got a song with Sweetie, yeah. I a song that you produced a, a song. I, I produced a song for her during quarantine. Um, it's called Pretty Bitch Freestyle. So I know every word. Do you really? Yeah, you know actually, what's hella funny? So it what? came out right and it came out on her birthday. Yeah, she dropped a music video with it. Fire music video lit. Yeah. And it was it was so left field of how that whole like placement happened for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, because mind you, like I'm working with Pilo, I'm working with you. I'm now working with a new younger artist and that takes a lot of my time. Yeah. You know? So I'm not really in the rat race of going pulling up to sessions and playing beats for people and like trying to get placements with other artists because I just find a little bit more uh it's more rewarding for me to see you guys succeed and feel like I've invested and I've built that. I hear you. You know what and I'm saying? She just you would never know he was a single child. <laughs> guy and so thank you so and um but that for me that's just super rewarding because i know i think there's no wrong or right way everyone has their own path and everything like that but there's something beautiful about i remember going to pilo's house his parents house every day on the couch and one day he has this beat and it goes dun 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 and he has uh, la last year they ain't even like the bay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it becomes mm -hmm. put me on something, and then it becomes what it is. And we yeah. go to radio stations, and and I'm a part of that whole thing. Yeah, and it's very rewarding For, because I, something I that, that I helped, like with the music video, I helped with the song. I'm able to see it come to life, and that's really cool. And I'm and my input matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas like a lot of times, if you're just producing for a random artist, it's like they'll take the beat from you, and then pay it's you over. and that's and it's over and it's like that's cool too though yeah you know and like people do that and i think just for me my path is just a little different 
um, than and I than I envisioned earlier yeah. in my like music making career, you know. Um, but the sweetie thing, it was very random and it just like happened and it came out and it was cool, but it wasn't like a single of hers. It was just like a street song I, just that just, it was throw so that out good. and it's it banging. just goes. Yeah. And, but it's funny that you say that because there'll be the most random, like weirdest times where like I'm at, um, a house party or like I'm at, um, like I was at a beach one time and someone played it on their boom, like one, uh, like a wonder boom or whatever, their little yeah. speaker. And this random girl I just met for the first day, she's rapping it word for word going <laughs> off. Word. And I'm like, Oh shit. You never really know like what your music or what your art, like how it impacts people. Yeah. And you know, so, and I think sometimes I take it, not take it for granted, but I just don't think it's like, Oh, that was cool, and that was a cool moment for me. But I don't understand that it lives with people in their soundtracks of life, right? Because in a way, you sort of just like you send it off, and there it goes. It goes, and, and it, for me, it's an IG post one day, <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's lit. And then sometimes some cool things viral will happen. Like right. J Lo posted it on her Instagram with like her on her birthday, like she posted the music behind it with like a highlight reel of what Bro. she was doing, and like lit. Fire, yeah. but at, sometimes I don't really think of like how like the regular person going to work is maybe like belting that shit at the top of their lungs because was, they're passionate about it. That's cool. That was Felicia. Yeah, no way Felicia. to stalk. No, okay, uh, every listen. Morning. No, no, no. It came out, and when did it come out? It came out in the summer of 2020. Okay, so I just started. I just started drinking for the first time. Gotcha. And um. What were we were at like a party? It was like Janet's birthday Everyone, or something. Please drink yeah. responsibly. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah, always. And um, he posted a video of me rapping it. Oh wow! But but I was intoxicated, gotcha. so I got so some crazy. of it wrong. Oh, okay. And you still reposted it, and it was really embarrassing for me. Oh, I reposted it. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's it hard. So... Put her on blast. She didn't know the words. <laughs> it's good. But I did. The energy. That's all that matter. <laughs> no, I love so it. Bad. Um man, that I think that that's probably I think it's cool that you have uh so many different hats and like just it's it's cool to hear you say that like, you know, you can find like almost the same joy that like probably it was to get the news that you were going to go and open up for Mr. Fab, like with your yeah. group. But now like getting to experience a, a, a different kind of thing with, with being, you know, just a part of the story, I think is, is really awesome. For sure. Um, bro. So we got a couple really funny stories. I think we should talk about, um, definitely start with the Shake Shack experience. Okay. I also just thought of something too, that was really funny. Um, when we went to Orange County, and we went to the club in Orange County. Oh man! And it got it got a little turned up out there. I feel like those are two good ones. I'll that let we you can lead over the there. stories, and I can add where it makes All right. sense. Okay, so or if you want to add, you know, we're we're in Shake Shack, right? <laughs> okay, let's start with that one. Let me. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Um, I could say res- it respectfully. I yeah, could say you, it. Okay, I could say it. Down. Break it down. Yeah. I mean, okay. We're all, we're all close here. You know. Okay. What I mean? Um, I was wearing a shirt that. <laughs> I was wearing a shirt that showed cleavage. Okay. She's doing her thing. Yeah. And um, I don't notice anything. I'm really not an observant person at all. Gotcha. Um, and I think where to I was sitting. Um, so it was me, Callie, and Miles eating at a table at Shake Shack. Where I was sitting, I didn't notice anything. And then um, Miles over here noticed a guy. Uh, <laughs> me and Felicia are sitting on the same side. Obviously, like, 
I know. It's similar to how we're like sitting right here. Exactly. Right. We're across from each other. I know Felicia. Like we we work on a lot of stuff these days. You know what I'm saying? Like we're really close. We're good friends. And I know that this is not a shirt that she, you know, maybe is the most confident like to wear. This is not, this is out of, this is out of her comfort zone is what I'm saying. Like, and so I was like, I'm like, yeah, like it's lit. Like that's awesome that like you're, you're doing your thing. And, um, the one time she finally does it, I just see a weirdo, just creeper, sitting and, across from us. And the way I'm sitting, my back is to him. Yeah, yes, yeah. Kind of, yeah. So, because so I don't see him us. at all. Yeah. You know, the crazy part is his back was to us also. Mm. That's what makes it even weird. So every, every like two minutes, I just see him like turn fully around and just do like that. Like, <laughs> damn. Does it again. Damn, he's just looking like, damn, like over, like in our direction. And I'm like, are you kidding me right and, now? And mind you, this whole time, I catch energy that Miles is pissed off. Because when I, I, sometimes when everyone's quiet, I'll say something funny. Yeah. And just like try, try to break the ice or whatever. Yeah. And I said, try to say like something funny to just like, oh, we're talking. <laughs> and Miles was not having that. I was like, damn, like. Is he mad at me? I was like, I was totally like, damn, he's pissed I, right I now. I feel like with you, you like with Miles, you could tell when a vibe is oh, off. 100%. Like, yeah. You wear like, your heart on your sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really good at hiding it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I I see this happen twice and I'm like, this guy's got to be joking right now. And it and it's 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 making me mad because like I'm like, I'm proud of Felicia like getting out of her comfort zone doing her thing. Like I think it's awesome. And uh, then the time she does it it's just a creeper like being weird you know what i'm saying and it's like so it, it really did bother me so i'm looking straight at him <laughs> every time he does it he looks around and i'm looking straight at him like hey, what are you what, you, at, what are you doing bro yeah. and uh he looks right at me and then he turns around and then he gets up and he walks over and i'm looking at him the whole time he walks by and he's looking at me kind of like last whatever he get get some water and then he comes back, he's looking at me, and he goes and sits down. And then when he finishes his food, he gets up and comes over and starts talking. And he, and he, and he taps you on the shoulder. Yeah. And so I look at him, and, you know, I'm at Shake Shack in Woodland Hills. I'm not really expecting anything crazy to yeah. happen, but it's just this older male. And he, like, no disrespect, but he looks like a sound, like a big, like a sh- like in the sound engineer would look. And in my head, I thought he knew Miles because it's of seen, on that's some what, like yeah. on some shit where like you done a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So potentially like it's a, a studio or like a show, live venue sound engineer that you knew from a long time ago. That was just the vibe because. The guy he was so much older that we would in regular life never know who he is or like be right. with yeah. him. Right, right. So I'm I just thought they knew the, each other too. Yeah, I'm thinking it's that. And yeah. then he uh what he, is, he comes up and he taps Calais on the shoulder and he goes, Hey, can I tell you something, man? And I'm Well like, no, he came up to you at first. Well, he's like, talking about when he walked by earlier. Well, he came up to you. Y'all had conversation first. And then that's when he was like, oh, you thought I was looking at something else, right? Or no, something like no, that. No, because he came up and he tapped Calais and he was like, hey, can I tell you something? And I said, oh, hey, what's up? And I'm thinking he's like a friendly. Yeah. Like just to you. And then. And he goes, you have some really nice calves. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, what? You, know what, you know what's really interesting about that moment? 
is that uh, how crazy that was was nuts because that took me by surprise. <laughs> oh, because yeah. all these things are going on. Something's up with Miles. <laughs> yeah, all these random dudes. So then he says that to me, and I'm like, I froze. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I had no idea what to say. I wasn't even offended. I was hella confused. I was <laughs> yeah. like, wait, did he just? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in the, so he says that. He's like, you have some really nice calves. And then he looks straight at me, and he goes, thought I was looking at something else. Didn't you? <laughs> but, like, the thing is, is, like, if there wasn't anything else to look at, you wouldn't have pointed that out. True. And I didn't even say that, but I just told him, I said, either way, you're being a weirdo. Being a weirdo. He stood up. Weirdo. No, for sure. And then <laughs> like, when Bruh got in his car and drove off, Miles was still, like, standing up looking at him, like, but, like, yeah, you better go. You better leave. <laughs> nah, it was it was weird. Like, so either way, like... <laughs> I was scared, and it wasn't even me getting somebody, yelled at. I go lie. I definitely walked away from that, like, damn. I've been, like, hiking, and, like, <laughs> my calves do really bro, they were, for... They were, <laughs> my, bro, they were doing something in there. Nah, they was, going, they was going off, for About real. to make them act up, for real. And, um, but, yeah, either way, if... If I got a if I got a homie and she's out there, you know, doing her thing, or if I got another homie that's been hiking a bunch, like either way, you go there's stand a there's up way to yours. do it. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, don't be a weirdo about it. I think there's a way to, you know, be cool. You don't gotta, you don't gotta do it like that. That was um, insane. But uh, yeah, that was super random. Um, good, good Shake Shack experiences. Shout out Will, Shout the out Shake Will. Shack King. King. Um, the other story is Orange County. But oh, it's this. I mean, this might be the only two moments that, like, I feel like I ever was gonna like try to fight somebody. Yeah. In the past, maybe ten years, honestly. Do I even know this one? I don't know. Yeah, may- I'm maybe. Ready. Maybe. Let's go. Um, I, I forget what <laughs> we're out there for, but I I do remember that the oh, beautiful Jess Connolly was there. Yeah. So Micah, who's Noodles, yeah, um, Kehlani's DJ, um, an amazing DJ. On yeah. her own right Here uh, um, Pull the mic down Just a little bit Right here Or like the whole arm <laughs> Yeah yeah There you go um, We're in the OC She has a party um, At this club And the promoter I know him um, Nick He knows him Yeah So we're all driving together And I'm like Hey Miles You should slide Go I'm, out there I'm thinking It's lit Newts Yeah Orange Michael, County It's it's up And this the club is, is lit This is like the southern San Jose yeah, it's absolutely SoCal San Jose. Yeah, just yeah. for reference. And um, we go down there. It's gonna be turned. We go. We're in like Micah section, drinking a bunch, all this stuff. But I will say, when I'm around you, right, or just like artists that I'm working with for the most part, I tend to not drink that much, just even, because even on an off day. Just I I just feel like. Especially in that environment, I don't know, you know, what's going on. We don't, we have our friends there, but I don't know who, you know, just yeah, yeah. anything could really happen, right? Yeah. And um, so I'm just, I'm sober and I'm driving back. So it's like, I'm not drinking at all. And um, Nick's drinking and you're drinking. You get a little turn. Yeah. Well, yeah. Takes his shirt off. And I'm like, and the cold part about it, the cold part about it, it was lit, but it wasn't like, take your shirt off. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I went up to him and I was like, hey, bro, it's not like it's lit, but then it like it's not that lit. You feel me? Put your shirt back on. Bro, bro I was I was now dude, you was turned, you like, feel yourself. There Michael was playing great music. Je, the the wonderful Jess Connolly was there. I you had I, been working out with us at 24. You wanted to show exactly. off the pecs. You know, yeah. Wait, yeah. Did I did I do back with her? Oh, huh? did I do uh, back with her? You might have actually, yeah. I think you might have performed back, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just she like that, just as then, like a, she gave me the mic, like, exactly, yeah. So it was lit. Everyone was having a bunch of fun, and um, <laughs> it and sometimes <laughs> I like to, I, I like to, I like to leave the club before it lets out, um, just because. A lot of weird stuff happens when the club lets out. A lot of just people, the music's off. People are in the parking lot, tired, and just all, you know, it's, it's a weird, yeah, drunk. So I'm just like, yeah, let's let's cut a little early. Um, So we're leaving, but Miles is just turned, you know? Oh, and I'm no. just like, yo, let's go. In the process of leaving, I see one of my big homies from the Bay, who's a, who's a party promoter, but now he's, like, super successful, like, entrepreneur. Uh, owns like restaurants and stuff So it's been a minute since I seen him So I'm like yo what's good bro So we go into his section While we're walking into his section The party promoter whose party it is He's bringing this girl Helping her out of the section She's doing really bad She's just intoxicated And um, he's helping her out of the section To like take her to the bathroom kind of thing Miles sees it differently Because he's intoxicated So he thinks that this it guy is kicking this girl out the section. Like in a rude way. In a way. real aggressive, rude way. Like it looked it looked way different to me. <laughs> but I'm here to be like, yo, he was actually being really nice and just helping yeah, her out. Yeah. So he grabs bruh's arm and is like, hey, don't like, don't, don't push her like that. <laughs> I said, oh yeah. Wait, uh, at this point, uh, was his shirt on? Yeah, on. It's okay. on. It's back on. It was off. And then I had to be like, yo. Hey, put that thing back on, <laughs> big bro. <laughs> big bro, big bro. It was one of those. <laughs> and so, but he's like, hey, don't push her like that. And mind you, you're like at the at this club, you're my guest. Right, right. They don't really know who you are like yeah. that. You know what I mean? So he doesn't know you from a can of paint. Right. And right. the club is predominantly Asian in SoCal and Orange County. So they're looking at this like little white boy put his hands on the party promoter whose party it is and like they you know it's it looks nuts. Yeah. It uh, looks crazy. But I remember it was like the dude whose party it was was also in that section too, right? And that's yeah. who I started getting into it with. Because he was trying to get the girl out. Because, oh, it was him. Yeah. Because I thought it was like a security. No. And then that dude that was came his up. party. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's why it was like and so then you started like he started going back because he you know he was it's you know he's partying he's probably a little intoxicated as well yeah and um so he just has this random guy put his arm or put his hand on his arm he's probably like who the f is this yeah, guy yeah. so it starts getting a little shove match me and Nick are like whoa whoa so I kind of push you back and then. I'm like, yo, yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good. And then I just realized, like, yo, we just have to leave because yeah. there's no, like, talking about it. Because you yeah, weren't yeah. hearing anybody. I wasn't. You were trying to protect a woman. I the was. damsel in distress. I was. You I know? Was. Yeah. And so I remember carrying him out of the section. 
just with like, a shirt off. Right, we gotta go. Just, we gotta, just like, yo, we gotta go. We gotta go. So I'm literally, and the whole time, even to the when we get to the parking lot, he's like, nah, trying to fight, go inside and, and fight, bro. And I'm like, bro, trust me, this is not the fight you want, yeah. bro. Nah, it's it's me and you against a bunch of guys that we yeah. don't, you know. So but, may, maybe we we shouldn't get a Hennessy sponsor. <laughs> All in moderation and drink that's responsibly. That, yeah. that is yeah. true. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the most important part. So, something happens when I'm drinking when I'm drinking Hennessy. But yeah. it, the cool thing about it was that nothing. We didn't actually fight. No, it was no. just that. And I got to go back to that club again, yes. maybe some months later, and see that guy. Yeah. Okay. And squash the beef. Squash the beef, right. and we got to take a shot together. Nice. Was, everything was good. Nice. It was just like I, you know, I got to yeah, just yeah. get to apologize to him, and uh, yeah, it ended up you know working out good. But oh, yeah. that was some some good some good moments. I think outside of like music stuff. Yeah, you know, life is about fun stories. You don't Absolutely. remember the boring stuff that much. Yeah. Right, right. It's those moments that really stand out. Yeah. And um, some moments that really stand out for me, especially in the last podcast, was how passionate I think all three of us were about Justin Bieber albums. Oh, let's get into really, it, man. That was a really good it doesn't work. It doesn't work when you <laughs> when you say it out loud like that. Just just let it flow. Just let it flow. Tell that me after. A- <laughs> all right. Justin Bieber albums. And uh, I think that Felicia got to say hers, and we were going back Kinda. and forth with you. I, I mean, we really, we really were. This whole discussion no, we was between us albums. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it was only us two on the podcast. But I'm glad that you're here today, absolutely, joining us as the start of season two. <laughs> yes, Calais, mm-hmm. keep it lit. Mm-hmm. Also, now known as Calais, made the beat. Had, had a trip, trip on, on it. it, and and the thick legend. Come on, <laughs> shout out Mariah. Hey, shout out Mariah, man. And real one. Off, also free offset gym. You know, yes. Till it's backwards. Till it's backwards, and um, let us know your top Justin Bieber albums. Now that we can talk about it right top, here, like what, like top three or say, yeah. let's do no. top three. Say say or, or what, I, what was in the my your rating. All right, so in my opinion, I think purpose is the. Best overall Justin Bieber album. Yeah, that's what that's where your number one is going to be. My number one is, but I will say, Justice is really good. Is phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, and I think it's unfair for me to say that it's the number one Justin Bieber album right now because it just came out. Yeah, it's so new. I, I know it's like there's a little bias in just it just came out. I'm hyped on it still. There's some songs that still feel new, and it's just the latest thing. Yeah, so. For me right now, though, I will say, like, Purpose and Justice are, they're right there. Got you. Yeah, okay, yeah, wow. Yeah. I uh, I respect the wrong decision. Wrong opinion, but it's okay. We The <laughs> thing is, we've had conversations <laughs> off camera about this, and I, I'm pretty sure, like, I won. I think so, too. Because, what? like, I'm, 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 <laughs> no, I'm, dead ass. I'm willing to be honest. You know what I'm saying? My my number one was believe for the longest time, yeah. and, and then really we took a, and then we took a road trip, and I was willing to say, you know what, I let's, was wrong, let's, and we listened to every Justin every Bieber single album one. all the way through, and we listened to journals, we did the best album. Hey, listen, like I said, okay. I was willing to be honest about okay, my album. No, this is what it is, is 
Tell me what it is. It is. Okay, so y'all are coming from a music standpoint, and I get it. So y'all are coming from a whole album as a whole, like cohesive and like just bangers all across the board. I do agree Purpose is a really well put together album, Uh and I do think Journals isn't maybe as well put together, but... I think my top favorite songs ever of Justin Bieber come from journals, and that's why I say that. Does that make more sense? So it, it so, makes sense, but then the conversation is different, right? Because you know what I'm saying. Because it's like, all right, so what album has the best Justin Bieber songs? See, that's it's what, like that's where your conversation. What's your most if I'm favorite? Saying what's the best album is a different. Whole but different I would argument. say the best album is Journals, though, because like, what album I would pick to put on right now would be Journals. I, no, and that's the thing. I think that that's your opinion, and I respect <laughs> it wholeheartedly. And obviously, all of this is subjective. And yeah. It's just, you know, whatever. He has great but music all around. All around. Great guy. <laughs> yeah. However, um, I do think that when you listen back to it current day, you'll notice a lot of the songs on journals didn't age as well as we might like to think. Mm-hmm. But also... It was not promoted very well, and it didn't that have a tour. Not, that that has no, nothing that to do definitely with it. has something to do has with it because the more the I listen to, to stuff, music, though. yes, because it never got radio play no, or that anything. That, what yeah. does that matter, matter for what the quality of the, or like what the music is? Oh, well, I think like, the we're still is listening great. to it. That's I'm what, still no, but that's what I'm saying. It's like you like it doesn't matter how many people have heard like uh, a a song. What is the better song? Think about you Beauty and Beat. Beauty and the Beat actually. That that one still was like my way to band, actually. Uh, we like gotta listen boyfriend? to the backpack song with Lil Wayne. Okay. We gotta yeah. listen to the R. Kelly song. Oh no, we don't have to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that a lot of these songs. That's just, your album. No, but that one album. that one doesn't the count. The backpack song. That one doesn't is count. Not, no, it's the not what? good. You have to count it because we're talking about albums. Album. That's a, like no, the, that the body. If count. we were gonna see, if we were gonna be like, yo, what's Justin Bieber's best song? That's all. That's could be like okay. It's a song off again. of journals. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That'd be so but hard. If, if we're talking about what's the best album, I think that you can listen to Purpose right now and it doesn't feel like it. It it, it still feels like it's current. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it. It's uh, what would be the word? Like dated. Dated. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel dated. <clears throat> Which see, yeah. maybe I'm just biased because I could play like. You know, I'll tell you why you're biased, just, Felicia. Yeah, tell it's him. Let me read you. Yeah. Okay. What? How old were you when that dropped? What? Journals. Journals. Journals? Mm-hmm. When did it drop? 2014. So I was 15. See, that age is like prime age for a lot of first experiences and times that you lived with that album while you're doing a lot of your first I, okay. and with friends going to like whatever like experiencing things but and you lived with it differently <laughs> and there's albums that came out when i was in high school that all like re- like just keep close to my heart that i think are the illest shit ever but it's like because i have my bias and like what i okay. experienced through that so I would say that's right, but I think it's not. I think where I come from See, is she's my. Back, she's backpedaling. <laughs> no, no, she no. She brought the bicycle I'm... and she's backpedaling. Here we go. No, this will make sense. Okay. It'll it'll keep the bias opinion still okay. there. Um, I think my favorite genre of music's R and B, and it's his R and B album. Okay, that's and that's fair. That's fair. Um, but when when we listen to it, track one to track whatever, it was some duds on that <laughs> album. 
There was some duds on Respectfully. there. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Big, big Justin Bieber fans Oh, here. one of the largest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was, like, I, I, I think at one point it just became a safety concern. Because you were driving, and I didn't want you to get drowsy. Yeah. You know but I mean? R&B's kind of like that, though. That is true. I definitely have crashed yeah. my car to some R&B. <laughs> I actually I fell asleep in traffic one time. It, yeah. God. That's crazy. Yeah. There was, uh, it was a rental car, thankfully. And, uh, it got worked out, but yeah. I definitely... Did you up. actually? Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> when? It was um, back in the in the cam, cam days. Gosh. Uh, me and Kaylin, I think we're on our way back from a session that mm. started early. So I'm driving down 101 in some traffic, 6 p.m., sun's going down. And you know Kalen, he's got his R&B playlist just rocking. Going. Right? And uh, it's it's rocking me to sleep is what, what was happening. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was at this point, I'm cozy yeah. like this. You be driving shady, too. I do like, like you. Oh, I gotta... You're like leaned back, hella <laughs> tough, like just like like lying down. At this point, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm cozy and... Uh, you know, have you ever, man, this is crazy because there's definitely been some times where like I'll open my eyes like, damn, I, I can't believe my eyes were closed. Right. It's like you have some of those moments. It would just yeah. like what woke me up was me like scraping so, the yeah, car. And next like, to me. I was like, oh, oh damn. my God. And then so we pulled over, got it worked out. But um, yeah, nah, that that was a uh, R&B can do that to you sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just like, or just I go lie. That no. backpack song. I can't let let him slide with that song. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. We got that a, UFO like, shit. That shit was <laughs> bro, anything. This is your album. Is this your king? Cool. Is this your king? You're going to stand by this? I'm standing by that. I respect it. Um, What about the justice? This? I just want to say this. Just get this off my chest. Yeah. Off my face. I think is one of the best songs I've ever heard. It's really good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I, I, I still need I to spend a little bit more car. time. I felt that in the car. No, I'd be screaming it yeah. in the car. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'm a passionate guy. You need guy. to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I, need to, uh, I need to check that out. Um, I got a quick story. Yeah, go ahead. Talking about Let's driving and sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Me, Miles, and Kelly went to the bay. We're driving back from the bay. And um, I told Miles I was kind of not confident in it, but I told him that if he was ever tired, um, I could drive yeah. <laughs> his big old truck. Um, and I, I think I could have drove too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna. Sure. I'll get on sure. that too. So, so basically, what were you even talking to Calais about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I was like. I was in depth with something. <laughs> I was explaining something to you. I think it was yeah. like, a, it might have been a conspiracy theory. Oh, no, it was the... What? It was the Joe Byron. Joe Biden Joe Byron? stuff. Oh, Joe okay. Biden stuff. I, like, and I was uh, I was trying to explain like, what, like... Something. Some like quote or something. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm telling you... But this is the thing, though. It's like you were fully awake. Like we were having. You a were responding like, "Oh, for real? Okay, yeah." It didn't. Yeah. Sound, it didn't sound like, "Oh, for real." Yeah. Like, on your way to sleep. Yeah. It was like fully awake. And um, I say something, something, something. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what I'm saying though. <laughs> and like within ten seconds, like from not your last even response, ten. Like you, you respond, like yeah, oh no, something, something. And then I say it, and then ten seconds later, clap out. Out cold, out like a light. So fast to where like we thought something was wrong. <laughs> I, I told Felicia, I was like, "Hey, Yo, look can you, back. Can, can you look? Can you look? Yo, is he sure good?" She's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, he's sleeping." I was like, "Damn." <laughs> I, to be fair, I think that weekend, 
I had been, we had a, sh- me and Pilo had a show, um, and I, we, that day that we left, we were doing something to, I think, did we go to, uh, Tone's side, uh, his race? Yeah, yeah. It was like, a, I had a, like a long 48 hours. Yeah. Where I was just moving, the doing late hella night, stuff. Getting up early. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I, yeah, in the truck, I, I just remember being back there talking to you guys for a second and then completely just knocking out and then i'd woke up and i'm like oh yeah we're like deep in the five like bakersfield type shit yeah Yeah. and i'm just like oh shit and then i just knock out again (laughs) i was i was i'm jealous i was really really tired it takes me a long time to fall asleep so i'm definitely jealous i'm a very hard sleeper like when you knock out it's like Oh, I mean, we saw it, but you know, it's like it's one of those things too, where like me and Pilo live together, yeah, and he makes music right every day, so it's like eight oh eight are just boom, boom, you'll just hear it through the walls, and I'm fast dead asleep, asleep. dead asleep. I'm not that's waking good. up. It's almost perfect, all. yeah, yeah. Nah, that's a that's actually a really good thing to have. It's a gift. If you're over Thank there. God yeah. you guys are both asleep when I was driving. I was. <laughs> oh, you wow. drove? I, yes, I drove. I swear, I didn't even yeah. know you drove. I drove. That's funny. Nothing actually went wrong. It was yeah. just I was I was literally driving like, yeah, and like, because it was so foggy. Like, did you ever wake you. up and it was so freaking foggy I couldn't see? Yeah, it was yeah. like thick. I was praying. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, well, dude, we did it. <laughs> Do you think so? I think so. I mean, unless okay. there's anything else you wanted to dive into, like I feel like we 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 covered like a lot of ground. We got to know a lot more about Kyle. Keep it lit. And where he's coming from. Come on. The bangers. Yeah. There's more on the way. There's plenty more on the way. That's a beautiful thing. From from all of your artists. Yeah. And like even yourself. Yeah. Um, I also want to say that the sober cover was fully Taken here in Vomac Studio. In Vomac Studio, yeah. you two brought it to life. It was your hand, your idea. He took the photo. I edited it. It yeah. was all in one day too. All in one day, easy peasy. Great collaboration. Come on, and many more at, to come. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to more. Um, in the new year, 2022. I think it's it's been a little, little rocky start. Um, but uh, yeah, but I like think- we like me and Will were saying the other day. You know, there's uh, there's ups, there's downs. Yeah. You kind of just have to, you have to ride it out. That's right. Don't let anything, you know, take you, take you too far from your, you know, where you're at. Yeah. No, exactly. And so that's what, that's what exactly what's going to happen is just going to, you know, keep it moving and, and yeah. bounce back. But um, yeah, uh, Kelly, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us to kick off season two. He needs two. to pick an emoji. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead and pick an emoji. The, the bread loaf. The bread uh, loaf. Yeah, yeah, that's fire. The bread loaf. If you guys made it to the very end, drop a bread loaf. Uh, make sure that you like and subscribe. Um, Kyle, where can they follow you at? And if they're, you know, in the Bay or LA, where can they shoot you a DM, <laughs> you know, if they need a, uh, a food recommendation? Restaurant? Got you. Um, yeah, if you, if any time you need a food rec, <laughs> uh, you can reach me at at C-A-L underscore A on Twitter and Instagram. And nice. Yeah. Let's go. Felicia, anything to close this out? You're excited. You, you were excited to be back, weren't you? <laughs> yes. I think everyone was. Everyone <laughs> listens. I was and in my here. my Aunt Tracy. I was in here sick for two weeks straight. <laughs> And she was like, "Are you gonna like? Are oh, gonna do shout the out Aunt today? Tracy, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a long time listener, so I know all the like the the references and the inside jokes. And 
Let's does. go. I hope she's having a great day. You know? <laughs> yeah, shout out in Jersey. Big shout out. Texting me today about it. When is it coming back? Oh, that's incredible. Uh-huh. Um, nine two five podcast. We're back at it, and uh, we'll, we're we're back to our uh, weekly scheduled program. So be. Oh yeah, and tell us how you like the new setup. Yeah, let us know uh, what you think. Drop it in the comments down below, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Kyle, thank you. We'll see you guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me.